0: Hello, this is Rob and Mike from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management and this is Think Smart with TMFG. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing change. Just how much things have changed and how much they're going to continue to change and that change is a good thing. Mike, do you have a phone at your cottage?
1: Uh, no. You, you know, it's funny when you mention that. My cottage back in the 80s, I remember my brother bought it. And my brother was very much into cottages. And he, it was about 1982 when he bought it. And we walked in, there was a phone in there. And the first thing he did was yank the phone out of the wall. <laughs> and from that day on, we went to the payphone to make uh, phone calls. So yeah, and then for a while, we went back to having uh, phones because we got more into it. And yeah, about three or four years ago, you know, I was talking to Bell and I just said, there's no use in keeping this hair anymore. I just use my cell phone and got rid of it. I still have to remember the number now when I call for a Bell satellite service. Exactly. They ask, what's the phone number? I said, I haven't called that in a while. But yeah, I've got rid of that. And even as far as my home goes, about, uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I got rid of my home number. It was really just telemarketers calling me. Everyone else knew my cell.
0: It's interesting. We still have a home phone at home. Uh, I think it's $20 a month or something like that through Rogers, but it's, it's going to be gone soon. We still have the answering machine and voicemail and all that, but it, we're making the change. It was interesting. I was just out seeing my, uh, my two eldest children and, and they live in, in British Columbia and they don't have phones in their home. They just have their cell phone. That's it. That's all their friends have. There is no home phone. So the home phone is gone and it's not coming back.
1: And the reality is the kids don't even answer their phones. It's all text. <laughs> you try to get your kid to pick up a phone. Good luck.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. You're much better to text them and they'll respond. So that's change one. What else? What else has gone? And I think of mail. And, you know, I, getting the mail was always an interesting thing. It was always enjoyable. You would go, go out and see what mail arrived today. Now you get bills, you get, uh, you know, these stuffers, promotions, things like that. But I think the end of mail, at least in Canada, probably happened when they started doing these super mailboxes. And people in certain districts had to go to a super mailbox to get their mail and they had to have a key and they had to unlock their mail. And you go and pick this thing up and it was, you know, in a very public space and there was other people getting their mail. There was always trash around. People would just pull out the, the junk and throw it on the ground. And gradually you've seen mail start to disappear and then COVID hit. And COVID has really changed things because you didn't want to be at first when the mail came, you didn't want to be touching it, right? You thought it was, might have COVID on it. So, so people started moving to, to getting bills electronically, which is, is good and bad. It certainly reduces paper. You know, what are some of the, the bad things about it?
1: Well, it, it's funny. Even now, I'm I'm one of those people that's guilty of going once every three weeks to the to the super mailbox. I just forget about it, and I spend ten minutes trying to drag out the flyers that are all been stuffed in for the last month. So yeah, it's definitely changed. I think mail used to be six days a week too, didn't it?
0: It, well, probably six it, days a week. I, yeah. I know in the
1: states it was Saturday delivery too. It was yeah. Sunday was the only day off, and uh, yeah, it keeps again more inefficient. And the funny thing is, when you go to buy postage now, it used to be dirt cheap. Postage is getting relatively expensive. How much is it to mail a letter now? Is it a, is it a buck
0: or is yeah, it it's over a buck? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. It, it's not gone. It's it's not a cheap way to communicate anymore. So mail's gone. I still haven't figured out a system for their, all the electronic bills. I I'm really organized in other areas of my life. I have it. I put it all in one folder right now. So I just mm-hmm. save it all in there. But I never look at it ever again anyways, and if I needed to, I could just call the company, right?
1: Yeah, I have It's a paid, bit like
0: our statements for our clients.
1: I have a paid bills folder in my email, and just after I pay them, it's sort of my, I, I go to the bank, pay them, move them over to paid bills.
0: So, I think of faxes, and why that came up is recently someone wanted to send us a fax, and we were sort of lost. Do we, do we still have a fax machine? It had been a couple of years since we had actually received a fax from someone. Ten years ago, we used to have faxes at home. We had them in the office. That was a regular thing that happened. You'd come into the office in the morning. There'd be a pile of 50 faxes that had come overnight, a lot of them promotion. But think how that has completely disappeared and for the better.
1: The funny thing is that someone uh, had the same experience the government needed some information from me and they demanded I faxed it to them. And I called them up. I said, are you, what century are you from? And I said, I don't have a fax at all. I don't know how to fax things anymore. I have to go to the office to fax. We still have a fax machine in here because occasionally we do have things that go through fax. But yeah, the last person to make the adaptation out of faxes appears to be the Canadian government.
0: So the next thing that's changing, and again, I, I see this with my my children who are now in their 20s, newspapers are going to disappear. And I was reminded of this just recently. I was at, at the airport. We were flying out to Vancouver and I went into the lounge. And the thing I love about the lounge is they've got the newspapers there. And I look around and there's no newspapers. And so then you go and you sit down and you use you have to use your phone to get the newspaper online. That's how it works. I never got it to work. I, I'm pretty good at this stuff. I never got it to work, but that's how it's supposed to work. So the, the deal is... There will be no more newspapers. In fact, even in the stores, there were no newspapers for the fear that someone might pick one up, leave it behind, and someone else touches it and COVID spreads. So none of the little, you know, the, the stores at the airport had newspapers. So newspapers are gone.
1: It's a big loss. You, you know, we talked about this before, how internet has really become very poignant in their advertisement and geared toward use specifically. The newspapers, again, they'd still have a liberal or a conservative tilt to them. But again, they weren't just written for you. So when you when you opened up a newspaper, you got a real, you know, a semi-well-rounded view of what's out there. And now once you start using Yahoo or any of those for your information, they just keep track of what you look at and feed you things that, that are similar. So you don't get a well-rounded view of everything that's going on in the world anymore.
0: You really don't. It's what you click on. And, and what they want to promote at the top. Now, there's a bit of that in a newspaper, but if you read the newspaper from start to finish, you're gonna capture everything. That doesn't apply with reading it online. You can't do it. So, what I saw at the airport is not a good thing because newspapers are gonna be gone completely. You know, I used to get two papers delivered every day to the house. We're down to one. Even this summer, I'm like, we can get delivery up north at the cottage. I'm questioning whether I'm going to do it. I've found the newspapers just get thinner and thinner every year, almost by month, and they're not worth it anymore. Talk about TV. How's TV changed for you? How do you, how do you and your family watch TV?
1: You know, you remember being a kid when we had uh, before cable, when we had the rabbit ears on our TVs, and we had, I was in the States, so it was different for me, but we had two four five seven nine eleven and thirteen those were the stations you had ABC NBC CBS and and uh, PBS if you want to watch Sesame Street. <laughs> So, again, cable came in, and that was this massive change, right? You, had, you could watch everything, and some of the channels were commercial-free. You could watch movies. Then later on, we went through this whole move where we got to VHS tapes where you could go rent things, and it started with low stores, and then it moved to Blockbuster, and all of a sudden, you could rent any movie you wanted. It got to the point Remember when you used to have to wait for movies because uh, you had your little corner video store, and a new video would come out, and you'd be online for about a week to go see it. <laughs> then Blockbuster came in, they had massive amounts of movies. Then you found that it got taken over by Netflix. It just – Netflix came over and just ran through everyone. And nowadays, we're addicted to watching Netflix. Same time you had cable TV companies want to compete. They got the PVRs out there. And they were doing very well for a while. You used to PVR all your shows. But then, again, as Netflix came in, I don't think any of the networks can compete with the, the shows that come off Netflix anymore.
0: My Not wife all. Ingrid still uses the PVR. Yeah, she still records a bunch of th- things that she likes to watch on a regular basis. But for the most part, we are we now subscribe to Crave and Netflix and Apple Plus. We haven't done Disney yet. Yeah. Oh, and we have Prime as well. So that's the hard part. You can't and and each one of them are are more difficult than the other one. Netflix is easy to find, yep. Yeah. The others aren't so easy. Sometimes you gotta plug your laptop into the, the back of the, the TV, the HDMI. Yeah. Other times you gotta chromecast it up onto your TV. It gets complicated.
1: Yeah. And in between you have to TikTok to keep mm. yourself busy.
0: <laughs> Thinking of change, you know, just being out in, in British Columbia was interesting. So we go out to the restaurants. And the restaurants are open out there, even though their case count, really relative to their population, is no different than Ontario. I'll just point that out, Mr. Ford. But when you go out to the restaurants, there's no menus. And what you see, there's a little QR code on each table. And you don't have to pull out your QR code camera. You just hold your camera over the QR code, and it goes right to the, re- the restaurant's website. And you literally figure out your order on your phone. So if you don't have a cell phone, you're kind of cooked because there's no paper copy of the menu.
1: Yeah, they're moving very quickly. I was golfing with a young guy the other day. And I said, you know, he usually asks, what do you do? And he started talking about uh, this business they have in the States. And it was actually having bars where people just walk up and they get their drinks from a wall order. And just as they go, it identifies their cell phone, charges them, and they just grab their beer. And it's sort of a waiter and waitress bar. And I said, does this exist? He says, well, it's going in the States. It started down there. It hasn't gone to to Canada yet because we'll be way behind everyone. But when you start to do research, and China's a very interesting country because when you look at China, China has moved to this idea where everything's paid for, on your accounts on your cell phone automatically they've really sort of moved more toward a cashless society and the reason China's a dictatorship so whatever the government says people just have to do but the efficiency in China is phenomenal now people go to subways when they, they walk in the subways in China no one pays there's no tokens no anything as you walk through it just charges your cell phone your account gets uh, debited by however much a subway to, and they say it's so efficient you just walk through there's no stopping no gates no anything
0: So I'm going to tell you an interesting food delivery story. So let's, you know, food deliveries changed. Before we used to be able to order pizza and Chinese food. That was pretty much what you got, right? Yeah. And then suddenly food delivery came around and we've now got Uber Eats and we've got DoorDash and things like that. So we're out in BC. We're at uh, Kitslano Beach and there's this beautiful park there that's right on the ocean and we're sitting around. There's six of us: um, my kids and their uh, boyfriend and girlfriend. And they say, "Well, what are we do- gonna do for dinner?" Well, let's just order. I said, "Well, we have to <laughs> go somewhere." No, we don't, Dad. They'll just deliver it. What do you mean they'll deliver it? We'll just go on. We'll order it online, and they'll deliver it t- to you in the park. Yeah, they'll just they'll find us in the park. Don't worry. Sure enough, we order from this taco place. <laughs> And they deliver the food to us in the park. Like, I would never think to do that.
1: Yeah, life has become convenient. Right? And the kids understand
0: that. They totally... They they don't... They think of anything else as... Why would you complicate things? Yep. And they pay a little bit more for that. But the time saved by not having to go to the restaurant or, you know, drive to the restaurant, it's so much more convenient. And I think that's the important thing, you know, change is always tough. But the world is gonna continue to evolve. You know, I'm I'm 60 this year. I'll be turning 60. Yeah. And the change I've seen in my lifetime has been unbelievable. And it's not gonna stop anytime soon.
1: You know, one of my favorite quotes is back it was one of those I can't remember the actual details behind it, it was back in the end of the eighteen nineties, and it was with the US Patent Office when they made a, it was a push forward to get rid of the patent office because they felt everything that was to be invented had already been invented and there's no use to have a patent office anymore. And that was back in 1890. People, they don't understand the future.
0: So hopefully in the coming months, we're going to be coming out of COVID and things are going to change. And I think they're going to change pretty rapidly in a lot of areas. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy.
1: However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.